0: Hi, this is Nancy Lambert, and you're listening to Best Faith Forward Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Best Faith Forward Podcast. Hey, I just want to take um, a moment to say again, thank you. Thank you to those of you who have responded uh, to this podcast uh, by... Through social media or verbally, um, just expressing your support in what I'm doing here, and it means so much to me to get those responses because it's an encouragement that I need to to move forward. And what I really like is when I get a response of someone saying, "Hey, you know, I just I just can relate to that," or hey, what you're doing is great, you know, keep serving God, keep going forward. You know, those are the kinds of things that really help me to understand and confirm that this is what I need to be doing at this moment in time. Of course, I really believe that God has called me into this, and I call it a ministry because I'm serving Him and His kingdom and getting the word out, and this is this is a way that I can do it. Uh, so again, thank you so much uh, for your support, and please be sure to share this with others. You know, um, a lot of times when I'm listening to a podcast, you know, I think, oh, wow, my friend needs to hear that story or that episode, and I share it with them to help them grow in Christ as well. So please feel free to share and keep those comments coming. Uh, I really need them, and um, I really, really appreciate uh, all of your encouragement and support. That being said, let's get into part four of Who Am I series, Understanding Our Identity in Christ. So let's dive in. Let's recap a little bit, just briefly, you know, in part one of our identity in Christ is knowing that we are accepted. You know, 1 Peter 2, 9 said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And in part two of our identity in Christ is knowing that we are valued. We are valuable because we were made in the image of God. And he created our souls and giving us worth by giving us his one and only perfect, unblemished son, Jesus, to die for our sins. And in the previous episode, we know that part of our identity in Christ is knowing that we are loved. And remember, I used the acronym L O V E, meaning God shows his love by listening to his children, offering the free gift of salvation through his son, Jesus. And he will validate his love for us with his affirmation of our righteousness. And he empowers us with spiritual growth and strength to be more like Jesus. So that leads us up to also knowing that as Christians, we are forgiven. We are pardoned from what we deserve, eternal punishment. Pardoned by the fact that Jesus came to earth. He died to pay the penalty for us so that we can have eternal life with our Heavenly Father. So we are forgiven from past sins, today's sins, and future sins, free from shame and guilt. So, why do we tend to still struggle with forgiveness? I mean, because it says in 1 John 1 9 that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, he's not going to keep bringing up our past sins once he's forgiven us. I mean, if, if you're truly a follower of Jesus Christ and you're constantly being accused of your past sins, then that accusing voice that you hear is, is not coming from God. So why do we keep sinning even as Christians? Even if we spend time in God's Word, around the clock, serve God in the greatest capacity. What about missionaries, church volunteers, pastors, teachers, and church staff? What about them? Well, they sin too, because it's our human nature, and no one on this earth can stop sinning until we reach our appointed time to see our God face-to-face. All Christians struggle with sin. Sin disobeying God and his laws. Sin is defined as willfully disobeying his laws, ranging from maybe an ill thought of someone to a violent act of murder. So the first earthly sin, we know, that it originated all the way back to our lineage of Adam and Eve when they willingly disobeyed God by eating of the forbidden fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So we are born as sinners. Even the great apostle Paul admitted, struggling with his own sin, in Romans seven fifteen, he writes, For what I am doing I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate. He's speaking of his sinful nature versus his spiritual nature. Here's a faith fact. It's impossible to be sinless. And if you think you are sinless, then you're not a Christian. Ooh, I was bold there, wasn't I? But if we continue to read from First John 9 on into verse 10. It says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him, meaning God, a liar, and his word is not in us. Folks, calling God a liar is blasphemy, and blasphemy is a sin. I'm just saying. So we have established the fact that we're all sinners, believers and non-believers, all of us. Are sinners and what sets apart the believers and the non believers, the Christians and the non Christians? Well, let's take a look at the question of are we still Christians even though we sin? So I'm talking to the believer here. I became a believer in Christ at the age of 20, a long, long time ago. However, once I made that life-changing decision, I wasn't immediately conformed into the image of Christ. Sanctification, or becoming more like Jesus, heart, mind, and soul, follows salvation. But sanctification is a minute-by-minute process. And since it's ongoing while we live here on earth, we are constantly surrounded by Satan's plan to steal, kill, and destroy this process. And since we are not fully sanctified until we see Jesus face to face, there is still room for sin to creep in. Let's refer to James one through 14-15, where he says, But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. But wait, you say, I thought sin leads to death who are not in Christ. Mm, That's true. Those who have not accepted God's free gift of grace from sin, that death is eternal. But even for Christians, sin will definitely bring deadly repercussions or consequences that will inflict pain and suffering, not only to you, but to others, including the ones you love. Years ago, there was an event that took place in my life where I allowed this particular sin to enter into my life. Notice I said, I allowed, I willfully allowed You know, God gives us free will to make good decisions and bad ones. So that sin that I willfully allowed not only had great potential to ruin my testimony to reach others for Christ, it nearly destroyed my family and my life the way I knew it. So was I a Christian or not a Christian? After making the decision to follow Christ many years prior to this, What do you think? Well, here's the tricky part. Knowing that every sin is willful sin, because God has given us free will to make choices to do good or to commit the sin. Remember, the Apostle Paul also admitted to doing what was not right, but knowing he should do what was right sinful nature versus spiritual nature. So did God reject me because of this sin that was committed? What if I deliberately set out to commit this sin? Then what? Hmm, It's a heart issue for sure. And only me and God really know my spiritual heart condition, especially at that time. I will tell you this. When I made the decision to follow Christ at the age of 20, my life changed dramatically. I knew without a doubt that I was saved from the grips of hell because I fully, fully understood the grace, mercy, and love that came upon me at that moment. After hearing the gospel, I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I asked Him to come into my life and start the process of sanctification. Oh, how the angels rejoiced that day in that small church revival that evening. Another sinner was saved by God's amazing grace because I asked and accepted the free gift of salvation. Now, knowing this, I believe I was still a Christian during my willful sin. However, I chose to take my focus off Jesus and took a road that was doomed for destruction. I had lost sight of Him I had wandered off too far from his narrow path. It wasn't until the Holy Spirit that was still within me convicted me to cry out to God for help. And it was there in one of my very lowest points in life. He reached down into that muddy pit I had chosen to jump into and pulled me out and back into his arms. You know, I think of an illustration. It might be of when a little boy who constantly chose to disobey his mother. One day, while they were out and about, they decided to go to a large toy store and look around a bit before they headed to get some yummy ice cream. It wasn't really crowded, but mom attempted to take her son's hand so that he would not stray. Well, his curiosity of the toys around him ran faster than his mother's walking pace. So he broke free and continued to walk ahead of her instead of leaning on her to guide him by holding tightly to her hand. So to teach her little rebellious son a lesson, mom watched as he started to venture on his own up and down the aisles, but never taking her eyes off of him for one second. She stayed closely behind him. He never looked back but just kept running and looking at all this huge toy store had to offer. It wasn't until he reached the last aisle that led to the warehouse that really piqued his ever-growing curiosity. The doors were too heavy for him to push, so he waited until someone came out and he ran in real fast. Once the large, gray, dark doors closed behind him, He knew right away he was alone, and he became frightened. There were no bright and shiny toy displays. It was dark, and there were big monster machines in there. He realized he was where he shouldn't be, and he cried out for his mother, who was actually standing right behind him. She held out her arms, And embraced him with all the love she had to give. He took her hand and held it ever so tightly this time. And as they left the store, he looked up at his mother and said, Mama, I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. And she looked down at him with loving eyes and said, Son, I love you and forgive you for straying, but no ice cream for you on the way home. So, in the midst of my sin, Jesus was still there. He never left me. I left him. He waited for me. I asked for forgiveness because I could. The Love, that grace and mercy that bound me to Jesus was never broken. But my heart and spiritual nature was broken. And he was ready to mend it. I turned from that sin, promising never to return to it. And to this day, that promise has been kept, but only because I continue to lean on him daily. It took several years to heal from it, and there were some repercussions. But because of his victory over evil, Jesus not only healed me and my family, but he continues to use me as his instrument to reach others to Christ. Again, it's a process. And guess what? God knew that sin would happen. And he knows the sin I will commit today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. But because I did not reject Christ, his mercy covers me day after day after day. If you remember in part one, of whom I? series, episode four of Being Accepted. Peter stated, For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Remember, I came from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Hey, we as Christians have that privilege to ask for forgiveness because we know Jesus. And because of that, God forgives with no condemnation, wipes the slate clean, and says now, let's start over my way. Romans 8.1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's a promise from God. Why, though? Well, because Jesus paid for our sins and we are set free from bondage. Ephesians 1 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. So, Christian, let's pay careful attention to 1 John 1 6 and 7, where it says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. And do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If you believe that, then you can say, I am forgiven. And I am to forgive others as God forgives His children. If you're dealing with doubts about your relationship with God, You may need to reevaluate your spiritual condition. Evaluating your spiritual condition is asking yourself if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If the answer is yes, praise God. And you should be able to remember the day you did that. You've turned from your old ways, or what we call repented, and became a new life in Christ. If not, you may feel like you're at the point of no return. Well, I have good news for you. Here's God's gift for you. First, know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because of that, our outcome is eternal death. However, there is hope for all sinners, including you and me, And that hope is the gift of eternal life from God. Now that gift is his one and only son, Jesus Christ, that while we are still sinners, he died for us all. If you understand that you need a Savior and recognize that Jesus is that Savior, then it's time to call out to him. Ask, and you will receive the gift of mercy, forgiveness, and grace. Next, admit you're a sinner, and then believe Christ died for your sins and paid that penalty in full. Next, confess by responding to Jesus. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved that's found in Romans 10:9 and 10 this life changing gift is for everyone and anyone who will accept it it is God's intention to save everyone. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, Jesus is waiting for you to open that door and let him in. So if you're ready to accept Christ, say this prayer with me now. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner and that the penalty of my sin is eternal death. I believe That you sent your one and only son, Jesus Christ, as a payment for my punishment. I declare that Jesus is my Lord and profess my faith for salvation through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Thank you, God, for your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, and the gift Of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said this prayer, you are no longer separated from God because you have been justified through faith. Romans 5 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith. Into this grace in which we now stand, in John nineteen thirty, before Jesus died on that old rugged cross, He declared, "It is finished," meaning no repeats, no more animal sacrifices. For He and only He paid full price for our sin. That final balance is zero. No matter what you've done. He is the only way to your salvation and eternal life. Next time, we'll finish the Who Am I series and knowing that we are capable of doing what God has called us to do through our gifts and talents. You know, as I look back on my life, there's been pain along the way from self-inflicted spiritual wounds that produce scars for sure, but my scars serve as reminders of how far God has brought me through the fire. I believe I am stronger in my faith now than ever before. You see, Jesus never took his eyes off of me, even when I strayed from him. He patiently waited for me to cry out to him and run back into his arms of grace. He has forgiven me over and over and over again and teaching me daily how to become more like Him. (laughs) It makes me want to celebrate and eat ice cream now. Thanks for listening. Please follow Best Faith Forward so you'll receive notifications of future episodes. I would love for you to leave a review or contact me at nancylambertbff at gmail.com. Until next time, press on, my friends.